Downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. There you go. I'm from Texas. <laughs> Welcome to episode 108 of Two Beards and a Baby Face. <laughs> I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... I got your baby face. <laughs> I know you do. Whoa. <laughs> I got scruff. Yeah, kind of. I don't need an introduction. I was a horse sired by champions. I am Lord Horstocles. Well, not according to the comic. They weren't champions. Your, your mama was a whore. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a little literal line of guys trying to get with her. One of them guys looked like you. But we, yeah. But we don't, we don't know which one's your father. That's the thing. Nice. <laughs> I need to go all Maury. Yes. Yeah, like, hey, you are not the father. Yeah! <laughs> Welcome to Comical Podcast. Like I said before, I am your host, Justin Corbett. This is Miguel Garza. Of course. And we have a special guest with us today, Mr. Seal Adams from the Bearded Beacon Podcast. How are you doing, man? I am doing fantastic. Thank you, sir. You will address him as his correct name, Minion Number 9. Yes, he is a longtime supporter of the show. Isn't that Sir? Love Potion Number 9. Horse Minion 9. <laughs> Don't forget the Sir. Is that what you slipped in before we started? Horse <laughs> <laughs> Potion. Horse Potion? Yeah. Horse Potion? <laughs> man, I knew I shouldn't have looked away from that coffee cup. <laughs> Horse Lemonade, man. Oh. <laughs> I think you'd be able to tell. No. You know. <laughs> That's got to have a distinct taste. <laughs> yeah, I think it would clash with the French vanilla and the coffee. Yeah, they can't imagine that working well together. It would be very frothy, though. Mm. <laughs> It'd be a, what would that be, a horse to chino? Right. Yeah. Brought to you by Starbucks. Yeah. There you go. Right. <laughs> Selling worldwide. Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we got a lot to go over today, so we're going to dive right into things and talk about this week's comics. What were your top two this week, Miguel? Number two, Batman Europa, number 14 by Matteo Kalaski, whatever his name is, and Brian Azazarelio. Okay, first of all, Batman Europa, number four, not 14. <laughs> My bad! <laughs> Numbers. Uh, Matteo Casali and Brian Azarello are the writers. Yeah, that's what I meant. And Gerard Parel is the artist. Thank you. Um, this Clearly. is actually my number two book. <laughs> uh, my bad. The the hashtag was uh, done incorrectly, so it looks like a one in front of my four. So my bad. Okay, it's not a hashtag when it's in front of a number. <laughs> it's a pound sign to, to signify which number it is. It's only a hashtag on Twitter, which I understand is where you live. <laughs> I don't have a Twitter addiction, sir. Yeah, the real world is not Twitter. Just, just telling you. Just, just saying. All right, anyway, this book was amazing. It really was. <laughs> it's like, you know, they're still trying to find a cure, and you're trying to find out who's behind it, and then you find out who's behind it. Well, you got to go back to the beginning and explain the basic plot. Like, Good Lord, man. Batman yeah. and Joker were both infected with this strange virus that's killing them, and they can tell they're getting sicker and sicker by the day. Batman's used all of his resources to try to find a way to stop it. He can't. There's nothing except for clues that lead them to the next place. So they went to Europe, and they've gone to three different cities, they encountered all kinds of crazy, you know, followers of Joker and like other people that want to stop them. And they've had to fight both of them together, uh, being sick, like very, very sick. And you get to the final boss, the guy who actually created the sickness that they both have. And it turns out to be none other than Bane. Yeah. And they're both not in their hundred percent. No, no, they're both very weak. And Bane kind of wipes the floor with both of them at he, first. He kind of do that anyway. <laughs> uh, Batman hits him a couple times. He breaks a knuckle on his face, which is kind of brutal. Mm -hmm. And then uh, 
Batman and Joker start saying things in clever ways to get Bane to reveal what the actual uh, antidote is. Uh huh. And the funny thing is that Joker and Batman, it's one of those kind of stories that plays on the dichotomy between the two of them, that neither one of them can exist without the other, because the cure for each other's poison is inside the blood of the other one. <laughs> That's messed up, man. So to counteract the effects, they end up drinking each other's blood. Which Come is- me, Mick. Gotta be one of the most fucked up things Batman's ever done. <laughs> Joker's like, give me some more medicine. Joker's like, give me some more of that bat blood. It sounds it sounds good. It's terrible. Just think about it. I'd have to cut you. You'd have to cut me. You'd have to drink my blood. You go full vampire? No. no. <laughs> I figured that'd be right up your alley. I told you, I'm Team Wolf. How many times do we got to say this? <laughs> but no, it was great. Yeah, I loved it. It was definitely an interesting take. It's It's not something I've ever seen Batman and Joker have to do before. Uh, work together the whole time and then drinking each other's blood is obviously something they've never done before. <laughs> and I liked that Bane was the villain. I think he fit perfectly. Uh, there's a lot of people that could have been, but he was the best choice. Mm-hmm. Um, the artwork was very different. I think the guy threw up on the page. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a, a blurry. Yeah. But it really represented like their sickness and the fact that they couldn't see and that they were kind of dizzy and stuff. I think, I think it worked really well with the story. Um, yeah, all in all, I, I thought it was a great miniseries. So when the trade comes out, I highly recommend picking it up. You know, I, I had to read it twice because mm-hmm. I felt like I was on crack the first time I read it. Because the way the, the images were looking, I'm like, what is happening here? Is something wrong? Am I not awake yet? Went to the bathroom, slapped myself a couple times, put some water in my face, and came back and read it again. I was like, oh, okay, that's the way it looks. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, what the hell, man? Well, they were trying to show, you know, the sickness, like that neither one of them was in their full capacity. So how about I just do a little balloon? They're sick. And then draw it halfway decent. Come on, man. They they wanted to do the whole art style. I think it was a a creative and interesting way to do it. I mean, I understand why you maybe didn't like it, but... Had I not known the story, what was going on, I might not have picked it up. Yeah. Just saying. It was good, though. What was your number two? That was my number... Oh, no, that was my uh, pick of the week, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, My number two was Shutter number 18 from Joe Keating and Layla Del Duca. Joe! Yeah. Uh, So, Kate Christopher has reunited with many of her family members at this point. You know, her little brother's there, her sister's there... One of the other siblings, I think, is there. It's safe to say her dad was a player. Her former best friend shows up, and they start talking and start realizing things about Kate that she's actually gay, which kind of explains a lot of things from the past parts of the story. So uh, they're talking about it, and then she's explaining Prospero. She's explaining everything that's built up to this point, how Prospero was created back before Christ, how they've controlled every major thing that's happened in the world since then how there was a, a split-off of Prospero, which was the Christopher Foundation that her father was a part of. It was his grandfather, and then his father, and then her, her dad. And they seek to undermine Prospero a little bit by doing various things. They don't think that Prospero should have a hand in everything. They think humanity should be able to direct themselves. So Prospero's out there looking for them. And the Christophers, led by Kate, are having a conversation explaining everything. And then Kate's dad is... In play now, which I think is awesome. Uh, he's there with the clock, the cat clock. Of course, alarm clock. Uh, and well, alarm cat. <laughs> he's got the uh, the leopard or the jackal people to revive the cat clock. So he's not dead. He's back. Mm-hmm. And he's working with Kate's dad. Dude, he went full ballistic last Yeah. Book. Well, it's funny because the doctor who, who re- revives him mm-hmm. is like, I don't want to do this. I'm afraid he'll kill everybody in the room. <laughs> and Kate's dad is like, we'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was just really cool. Like a, I'm such a big fan of Shudder, so it was really fun to see more information about Prospero and everything that's going on with that. Um, I'm probably not explaining it as super action-packed or anything, because it really wasn't. It was very expository, uh, but it's really good, and if you're a fan of the series, 
you know, don't miss this one. I don't want a suppository. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's over real quick. You just... And hey, whoa. <laughs> that's no... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I love Shudder, too. Uh, I, I'm curious what the end game is going to be with this. I am, too. Uh, all I can say is that Joe's been doing a great job since the very beginning, and this story is just unfolding excellently. I can't wait to see either. Now, see, and in this book, I love the art. Yeah, me too. I can't get enough of the art. I think Lila yeah. does a wonderful job. It's great. Cool. So what was your number one? Oh, man. Number one was by our good friend, that sick bastard, Joshua Williamson and Mike Henderson. Nailbiter number 20. Yeah, that was my number one as well. Good Lord. <laughs> Talk about getting the creeps. <laughs> so ever since Barker was trapped down underneath uh, Buckaroo, yep. and she saw the butcher start killing people, um, she's been having weird visions. Every time she, she's in a room with people, she starts imagining what it would be like to kill everybody in the room. But she never acts on it. Which, I feel that way right now. When The first time it happens, it's really confusing because it's a real bloody scene. Like, she just snaps and starts cutting people and killing people. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then all of a sudden, you turn the page and everything's calm again. And you realize it was all in her head. That's right. She's snapping necks and cashing checks. But she does that several times over the last three or four issues. And in this issue, it finally happens. She snaps and she ends up stabbing a guy a hundred times until he dies. Yeah, big whoopee dude. Ooh. Good job, young lady. Take a guy out with no arms and no legs. Well, he couldn't really defend himself. <laughs> it was Carol, the quadriplegic. <laughs> he can't defend himself. <laughs> but, you know, he was also the only source of what is really going on in Buckaroo. Like, he discovered the secret of the place before they cut off all of his appendages. And he was supposed to have a meeting with Finch to explain everything, but Finch never got to have that meeting because Barker went nuts and killed him. Yeah. It was bloody and, and just awesome uh not what i was expecting to happen i know i was just going through the book and you're like whoa 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 and then you know they're in atlanta like oh what the hell <laughs> it's like that quick yeah and then of course you have uh, the story with warren's daughter who we now officially know is his daughter and how she has kind of an inclination to follow in her father's footsteps it's messed up man uh i'm i fucking love nailbiter it is my favorite series on the sands I look forward to it more than anything else, and I just cannot wait to get to the end. Like I, I want to enjoy it, the process, but I can't wait until I figure out what the fuck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to tell you. He'll tell us by the end. Once you think you got it, he's going to turn it. <laughs> oh, Josh is, Josh is a great rider. I'm sure it'll be all kinds of twists and turns and red herrings and whatnot, but I'll be really happy when we finally do figure out what the fuck's going on. Stupid Mexican temple under the water. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so I guess you need my pick of the week then, huh? Yes, what was your pick of the week? Spider-Man number one. Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Ricci. It was good. Yeah, it's Miles Morales. A lot better than I expected it to be. It was kind of cool, you know, you know, so him adapting to the school life, you know, and can't get the girl. <laughs> and then, you know, having to be Spider-Man, you know, jumping it, out. It kind of reminds me of the Sam Alexander story in Nova, that he's yeah. he's struggling with his home life, he's struggling with school because he's being Sp- Spider-Man, and... You know, he feels like saving people is more important than all that other bullshit. But he's he's making even better jokes about it than Nova was. I feel like his storyline's a little bit better. He's like, yeah, I'm going to end up working at McDonald's, but I'm still saving a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then what does he do? He runs into Mephesto. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a great first issue. Um, I was not really 100% sold on Miles Morales being part of the main world, uh, but... I'm really impressed with the first issue, and I'm definitely going to keep reading. Everybody else got the ass kicked, and then Spider-Man shows up. Yeah, and he's like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going to happen here? Well, Peter Parker. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You can't just say Spider-Man, because there's like six of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the greatest Spider-Man of all was not there. Scarlet Spider? N- what? No. <laughs> Spider-Man 2099. 
Come on. I'm pretty sure Kane's better. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I can't wait for Kane to come back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's going to come back as something else. Maybe. We'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, those were all great issues. It yes. was a really good week. There was a lot to choose from. It was hard to narrow them down, but I feel like these were definitely like some of the best books. Yeah, I actually enjoyed uh, Captain Marvel number two as well. Yeah. It's like, what is happening on this thing? And she got messed up a little bit. And Midnighter. Midnighter was great this oh, week. Oh, God, yeah. Midnighter was my number four. <laughs> yeah, he comes across a, a guy that has better future prediction than he does. The guy can see five seconds into the future. So anything Midnighter predicts and tries to do, the guy can just counteract it because he can see five seconds into what Midnighter's going to do. And he just wipes the floor with Midnighter. That's never happened before. It was great. <laughs> Can't wait to see the next issue. It was definitely like what, what Steve would call a very punchy issue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Seal? I know you've been picking stuff up weekly, but have you read anything recently that you've enjoyed? Actually, yeah. Um, so uh, over on The Beacon, Chris and I have been working through an indie comic online, uh, A.L. Kaplan's Water. And it's four issues so far. We've gotten through the first three. We're actually going to uh, hopefully talk about issue four tonight or tomorrow. But I've been really digging that. It's um, it's set in this underwater research facility. It reminds me of uh, Deep Core from The Abyss. Okay. The way it's laid out. I mean, that was an oil rig. This is a research facility. But just the way it's set up, it's down. Um, it's not the Mariana Trench, but there's another one where it's at the it's at the lip of one of these deep deep trenches. Okay. It's actually you know it's set so it's it's set based in reality. Um, I think it's in the Baltic Sea. And anyway, there's this research team down there, and they're looking for something they're they're studying something and we don't we kind of get little glimpses of what it is but at the beginning it makes you think that there's some crazy thing happening that and that's what they're to, they're to study like you don't know if it's aliens or you don't know if it's something mystical or you know some kind of pacific rim thing where something's coming out from under the I was to say it's megatron yeah yeah so there's there's this there's something going on there and there's clearly something happening but what you find out you read a little bit further in is that's really not what they're there for they're They've they've actually got just sort of a, I guess you call it an everyday run of the mill you know just a scientific mission studying um, I think there's I think part of it is a one of the those vents that come up out of the ocean floor anyway but there is something that you find out there's also something weird happening down there mm-hmm. and they're looking at they're studying sea life and all this other stuff but three of the people on the facility go out on their own on this dive on this unauthorized dive and it's you know very very dangerous and. What's cool is a lot of that's rooted in reality. I mean, they talk about blood oxygen mixture, and they talk about um, O2 poisoning, nitrogen poisoning, all this crazy stuff. And so that's what they think is happening is, oh, your mix is off, so you're seeing things. Well, they're not. They find something at one of these vents, and that's kind of where we're at is like, well, what did they find? It kind of leaves you at what is this meeting going to be, what's going to happen, what's going to get revealed, and what exactly did these three people see? And it's it's been fun building that mystery up like, and so now I'm to the point where I'm like, oh, I want to see what's going on here. But and he does some. It's going to be yeah. Mr. Mickleplick. Yeah. Nice. He's trapped in ice. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Event. No man, it's Merman. Yeah. Merman's oh, Merman. I'm there. That would be unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Merman just walks in the joint and wreck shop, and that's the end. <laughs> Cut to black. I, I would love that book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who writes it? It's a dude by the name of A. L. Kaplan. Where, where can you, people find it, if it if they, want to check it out? People can find it at Smack Jeeves. It's S-A-M-A-C-K-G-E-E-V-E-S, I believe, dot com forward slash water. Okay. And it's free. It's so uh, it's it's free, but it's it's actually been really good. And it's it's neat too, because you can see he's taking some time in between. You can tell the progression of time because his I've seen his artwork get better and better. You know, the story's getting a little tighter, the art's getting better, so it's been fun. But it's I mean, it's out there that smackjeeves.com forward slash water and 
seriously, check him out. He's, he seems like a real nice dude. He said some, I mean, he said some nice things about us. We've said some nice things about him, but I mean, that's, that's what we do. I mean, you know, it's everybody promoting. That's how this that whole thing, thing works. That's yeah. how this whole thing works. So, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of neat that that stuff is out there. I mean, there's, there's these great sources of media out there. These, there's these great comics that, you know, that are out there that people are creating and they're just putting them out there for everyone to enjoy. So that's been fun too. Cool. Well, since we're doing that kind of unselfish plugs, my boy here is writing a book. You know that, right? Yes, I know. I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. How's it coming along? How's the little book? How's the little book coming out? You know, the one you told me I'd never read, but I did read? It's <laughs> coming along really well, actually. Uh, we've been revising the script after we got a bunch of notes back from Seek, sent it to him for some editing advice. And uh, oh, cool. the first issue is pretty much done. I don't think there's much more we need to do for it. Uh, there's like one or two little things that George and I are still debating dialogue-wise, but once we decide on that stuff at the next meeting, I think we're ready to go. Uh, we're in the search for an artist right now. We got over 65 different submissions. So we're going through everybody's portfolios and trying to figure out who we like the best. And uh, once we decide on somebody, we're hoping by the end of next week, we'll have our first couple pages to show everybody. Nice. Awesome. Uh, once we have probably the first half of issue one ready to go, inked pages at least, uh, we're going to start the Kickstarter. And I'll be doing like the podcast tour promoting that. <laughs> right on. And uh, then we'll be looking for a colorist and letterer and all that kind of stuff. Is your tour going to be called Pay for My Shit 2016? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually think the story is really, really good. Like, I've, I've read it a hundred times, obviously, working on it and editing it and stuff, and I still feel like it's extremely fun. Um, everybody that's read it has liked it. Even C, he gave a lot of constructive criticism, mostly about the formatting of the script and things like that, because he's looking at it from an editor perspective. Mm-hmm. But he really liked the story as well, so... Uh, I feel like the story is great, and I hope other people do too once they get a chance to check it out. Cool. Well, I wanted to tell you, my boy wanted to throw his name in the hat for uh, drawing for your book. You know, Cameron actually has some skill. If you go back and look at Seek's book and look at his drawing, yeah, no, was, Cameron's good. Uh, but we're we're looking at somebody who already is like fairly established and knows how to do pencils and inks, and that can do three pages a week. He got nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> What's Not he gonna football do? Football and baseball. <laughs> I think he has time for all that. That's, that's Braden. Cameron does a lot of kind of stuff too. Cameron does this football and, ba- and baseball. Well, it's still a lot of sports ball. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Never heard of that one. <laughs> well, he needs that third thing in there though. So you know, yeah, that's right. He's trying to make some money. That's girls. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> in yeah. there. Yeah, that's yeah. 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 That's probably at his age more than the more important of the two. Yeah. Oh no, but yeah. money talks. That's true. <laughs> we're not paying very much. <laughs> I told you, man. I got the best stick figure in the game. Yeah, we're not doing stick figures. This is gonna be. This is gonna look professional. Legit. We're going to find an artist that really understands like character motion and stuff because we have a lot of action sequences in the book. And uh, we're going to do this right. We're going to find somebody that really knows what we're trying to accomplish and can make it happen. Mateo Scalera. Awesome. I would fucking love to have Scalera. <laughs> we do have a couple of submissions that are a similar style to his that I absolutely love. Um, George hasn't had a chance to comb through the art yet. So I'm hoping that the ones I like are the same ones he likes and we can, we can go with one of those. Come on, George. Get on the ball. Well, he's he's really busy too, so <laughs> we're having two meetings this week, so it'll get done. Okay, alrighty. But that's the update. Okay, nice awesome. self plug. <laughs> Speaking of trying to make some money, let's move on. If you like the show and you'd like to help support us, there are some ways you can do that. Number one is by going to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash comical podcast, and uh, we had a new supporter sign up. Who? Pod Underground on Twitter. No freaking way. Yeah, he's been a big supporter of the Potter and Family movement and a big supporter of us for at least three or four months. 
Uh, but he likes the show, and he subscribed at the four dollar level. Nice. Right on. So that's not like that's he kind of thinks we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he likes us, <laughs> or he loves you guys, and he's broke like me. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, ARI. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah, Seal is a supporter as well. Yeah, yeah, been happy to do it. It's a, Where's was, my money? Where's your money? Your money gets hit automatic. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. All right. <laughs> it came through the PayPal a few days yeah. ago. We're good. <laughs> I get I get my little email every month. Ding! You're... I would have told him not to come if it didn't. <laughs> you're like, dude, uh, you're a little behind. <laughs> People are going to actually start thinking, hey, we can pay our way onto the show. <laughs> well, that is one of the tiers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, patreon.com slash comical podcast. Uh, any money that we do get, we're keeping in savings, and it's going to go towards different projects we have throughout the year. Uh, we may just buy a whole bunch of stuff to give away. Um, we're going to try to make a Horse to Cleese costume at some point, or yes. a Sleaze costume, rather, uh, to wear to some of the conventions. No unitard. No, there will be a unitard. <laughs> I'm not wearing it. I don't need my sack hanging out like that. But No comment? Uh, what? <laughs> what? What? Where? <laughs> Anyways, what? Where? Uh, if you want to support us, again, you can donate as little as a dollar all the way up to any amount you want. And it is patreon.com slash comical podcast. You know what's going to suck is you're going to say, okay, we got all the funds taken care of for this, but now we're going to run a GoFundMe for the horse's sleeves costume, and we really want to buy this unitard and make Miguel wear it. The money's going to oh, come I'm, in. The money's going to roll in. That's what I'm saying. The money's going to roll in because people are going to want to see me wear that stupid thing. I'm pretty sure David Patterson will just pay for it. <laughs> Piece of crap. <laughs> Get him, Adrian. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there are there is another way you can support us, and that is by going to cafepress.com slash comical podcast and buying some merchandise. We have uh, T-shirts and mouse pads and dog shirts and all kinds of cool shit up there. Uh, I do have some designs I'm still working on. They're not finished yet. I've been, like, super busy. you got to hurry up, man. People are asking for the Aldo. I don't think we can sell it on Cafe Press. <laughs> <laughs> That's more of a, a personalized well, thing. Oh, okay. we got to get yeah. with uh, those people that send that magazine to your house, then. we got to either 3D print it. Or we gotta go and buy, <laughs> go and buy it and like paint it on there with acrylic and then sign it and mail it to them or something. So um, you're gonna have a box of doughs up in here. If people are interested in buying an Aldo, uh, feel free to email me. And, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll check on prices and I'll give you a quote and we'll see what we can do. Hey, a buck's a buck, you know. I will follow this chair if somebody <laughs> emails you. <laughs> we, got, we got some female listeners. You never, never know. Wow. <laughs> so, anyways, that is cafepress.com/slash/comicalpodcast. All righty then. <laughs> Send me the money. That's right. Go get your horse minion shirt, y'all. That's right. You've got one. I did. And you don't have it on. I don't. It's in the. Uh, it's in the wash. I wanted. I wanted to. It, hey, it, it's in the wash. I wanted to be clean. Uh huh. <laughs> he doesn't have to wear. I here. showered. I put on clean clothes. Everything just for you. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. He did not do the same for you. <laughs> <laughs> I had this on yesterday. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. It's the weekend, son. <laughs> So anyways, uh, let's talk a little bit about you, Seal. So you, you do a podcast called The Bearded Beacon that you started three months ago? Yeah, back back in uh, November. It was right around, uh, I think it was just before Thanksgiving. We started it the weekend before Thanksgiving. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the genesis of that and what your show's all about? So the, it, it was kind of fun, funny how it came about. Um, my buddy Chris, my co-host, Chris Ralston, um, he, uh, he and I over the years have, have done some stuff to try and Still hang out. He lives in Lincoln, Nebraska now. Um, or I say now he has for quite some time. But we grew up together, went to junior high, high school together, lived together during his grad school and uh, me finishing my undergrad. And, um, you know, we're just used to hanging out, always basically just inseparable. And, you know, they he got married and they moved away. And That's called separable. It's, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that right there is separable. 
You chose but a woman over your dog. That's okay. <laughs> hey, he 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 married up. He he chose well. So oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. He right. he definitely outpunted his coverage on that one. So we're, we're still wondering <laughs> what's going on there. Um, but no, so we've tried stuff over the years. You know, just emailing back and forth, talking. We've played some games together online, and you know everything kind of you know it runs its course. But that's porn, sir. Yeah. <laughs> trying to keep it clean here son keep it on the down low you know what i'm saying <laughs> um but uh no no none, none of that none of that but the the podcasting came about i'd become a fan of y'all show and, and a couple others and the idea of it has always intrigued me I mean, ever since i heard you know this this whole concept of the the rss stuff you know the 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 that that type of syndication years ago when that people started first starting throwing that code out there, i was like this is fascinating i was like Basically, anyone can have a radio show, and I've always been fascinated by radio. And um, I was grounded from the television a lot growing up. Me too. Yeah, and so I got around that by listening to a lot of radio. And my, it took my parents forever to figure that out until finally they started to ground me from the radio. And then I knew I was in trouble. If they said no radio, I knew I was in trouble. I just went to books. Yeah. And then well, yeah. They started yeah. taking my books away. <laughs> yeah. It's like all right, well, I'll play with my toys. And yeah. I took my toys, took toys away. away. Yeah. So it's like a progression. Yeah. You'd always have something else to do. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, like and what and what they're hoping is, well, maybe he'll pick up a book and study or do his homework or, you know, and I'm like, well, whatever. No. <laughs> but I've always been I've always been fascinated by radio and just the this the human voice and hearing people tell their stories. I mean, that's what you guys are doing. You're you you've got your you've got your topics that you're talking about, but listening to you, I hear your personal viewpoint i hear your personal experience i hear your, i love people's stories and so i always thought it would be fun to have to participate in that medium and you know think about it off and on man i should do a podcast now nah, i'm not gonna do that. that's too much work but came down to um we hadn't hadn't done any gaming in a while we hadn't talked in a while i was like man i gotta chris and i gotta reconnect so i was like you know what i think it's time let's try this so i just emailed him one day i'm like dude what do you think about doing this what do you think about doing a podcast and he's like what like, yeah, dude, just, you know, something once a week or once every other week. And, you know, we got to talk about what we talk about. And we were both really excited about Jessica Jones starting up. So, and that was, and that's kind of our main topic right now is each, each week, each episode we're doing, we're taking one episode of Jessica Jones and breaking it down and, and talking about it. Not so much of, of you know, not so much reviewing it, mm -hmm. but, you know, we are talking about it, doing a little bit of as a recap, but. You know, his perspective, my perspective, we're coming at it from, we're trying to come at it from the artistic side and from me a little bit more from the technical side. He he has an art background, um, Master of Fine Arts from University of Dallas. Yeah. But he's, I mean, this is a guy that's been drawing all his life, making stuff all the time. I mean, he's been making art all his life. Right. And I've always been fascinated by film and television production and obviously radio production. So, I mean, I have a, I went and got a, I kicked Texas A&M to the curb and went and got a film degree at North Texas and just completely upended my life um, in the course of like a day um, back in 1995. Went, oh, I'm going to do this. So it's been fun doing that. So that's it was like, okay, well, we have something built in that we can talk about every week for at least 13 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but we wanted to add a little bit more to it. And we wanted, you know, we're, we're both kind of getting, we're both getting back into comics. He's actually working on a comic, his own comic book right now. Oh, cool. Uh, it's called The Third Rail. It's a very steampunk genre kind of thing it's it's pretty cool it's this big city in the clouds this thing flying and there's all these different levels and it's all these different interactions of people and i have the I actually have the zero issue at home somewhere not it's bagged and boarded but sorry chris it's not in my box i don't know where i put it but it's autographed and everything a bunch of a spot <laughs> ad sure space in gonna, it. i'm sure he's gonna read mine once and use yeah. it for firewood so. <laughs> 
But uh, anyway, so we, we thought about, well, let's talk about, let's throw comics in there. But he had the great idea of what we were talking about earlier. We were talking about the comic book water. He's like, dude, let's throw some indie stuff in there that you're not just going to go pick up off the shelf. That you've got to go search for, you've got to go look for. That's not getting the publicity. That's not getting the you know the run and doesn't have you know a big publisher or whatever behind it. And because I mean that's his thing. He's you know he's a you know his own his own man, his own independent artist, and so he's got his little company that he's trying to get going, doing some uh, graphic art, graphic design, uh, commissions, paintings, drawings, all kinds of stuff. So that kind of was like okay, well there's another segment, and so we just decided to try it, and we actually did a test recording one night and. That which hasn't aired, which I may actually put out there one day, just for fun. But we have a lot of clips yeah, like that too. It's like a little little bonus episode. But then we just you know started it, and you know it's been obviously we've been doing it for what three months now, and we're going to hopefully record episode seven or what will be episode seven tonight. And surprise, surprise, guess who's going to be our first ever guest on the Bearded Beacon? Lord Horsecles. Lord Horsecles <laughs> and Tortilla Chip Man. Nice. Those guys are hard to book. Yeah, yeah, they are, dude. They're. I mean, I've been I've been working these guys since day one, and now finally, I mean, come on. <laughs> I had to grease the skids with a little green, if you know what I mean. But, um, so, how did you decide on the name, the Bearded Beacon? That was totally Chris. Okay, he was like, he doesn't like it. Every time I talk to him, he says beards and bacon, beards and bacon. Well, it's <laughs> funny, the bearded bacon. <laughs> every time, every time I see it, like I, you know, I check Twitter or something, or I see, I, or I look at the feed, I see, I see the word bacon. I totally do. I want to get. I want to work bacon into. The, we've got just a little that logo that's up there. Dude, Chris dashed that off in like a few minutes. He goes, "Hang on, I'm going to go draw up something." Well, you guys should just. You guys should just eat bacon the entire time you're talking. Oh my god, that's genius. Yeah, you can just. Uh, like, well, the funny. Well, actually, I that was so obvious. I'll be on your show every time. <laughs> it's, it's more bacon for me. Well, the fun, hey, here's the fun part. Chris is a vegan. No, <laughs> oh man, we can eat that that uh, vegan bacon. Or All the bacon is for me. Oh, I'll give you some bacon. <laughs> yeah but uh but, <laughs> um but yeah so the the bearded beacon was his you know was this thing we wanted we kind of had the idea of signal the wave something where we were you know communicating some kind of electronic thing and chris is like dude bearded beacon we both got beards and a beacon it's a signal and we're like okay so he's actually got a concept for another logo drawn up that's that's pretty sweet so cool um there's it's actual bearded guy, so it, it puts a little bit more context into it. Because right now you look at that thing, and it's like, to me, it's like the red and blue pill yeah. from the Matrix, and I can kind of see that. Yeah, it's the two B's back to back, and I don't hate the name. Quit saying that stuff, man. <laughs> I don't ever say anybody's name right. You know this. If I say it wrong, that means you it's, must know it's I'm a absolutely fan. Absolutely true. Like he can't pronounce a single podcast name right. You're lucky I get ours right, it, unless it's unless it's one or two words. <laughs> and even then, he struggles sometimes. That's okay. Well, you bearded beacons only two yeah. words. You don't get that one right. But like, dark angels and pretty freaks, you have never gotten that right. But one time, I try. And you said, like, it's a weekly conversation we have about those guys. And you're like, dirty angels and, and filthy animals and <laughs> dark filthy animals and <laughs> filthy freaks. And it's like, Jesus, dude, get it right. <laughs> I, I've gotten close. Hey, the other day I got it right. Yeah, you, that's why it's one time. <laughs> hey, scoreboard. That's right. Exactly. That's all you need is a you're, one You're time. one for 77. Good job. <laughs> well, we were going to go Bearded Beacon Brothers. That would have been a mouthful. Wow. We dropped the brothers because I was, I was like, sweet, BBB, because that's an, an old an old podcast I did. Um, I say I, this is, I talk about this like it's the first time I've ever done any podcasting. It's not true. Um, I had, I've had two Sunday school classes uh, that, I was, that I was part of. 
I set up podcasts for the lessons each week. So, and one of the one of the classes was called the Big Blue Blanket. We called it the BBB. So I was like, oh man, I can get BBB in there. I can work all this crazy stuff in. And and then Chris is like, uh, he he was the voice of reason and said, nah, it's too much of a mouthful. What if we just call it the Bearded Beacon? I was like, hey, you're probably. I think I think that's probably best. Yeah, keep it simple. Keep it simple. So you're skyping. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we started out uh, doing it on Facetime, but we we've done both because it was so funny. Where I was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna Skype this. For whatever reason, the first two or three times we tried to do it, it just it wouldn't work. Either I can see him, he can't see me. There's something weird going on. So we were doing it via FaceTime, and it was working okay. But now we've the last few we've done it via Skype, and it's worked great. The so if you're thinking about doing this kind of thing, the audio quality on Skype compared to say something like FaceTime is much better. And They're, it's even better if you do it just audio. You turn off yeah. the video, it works so it, much better. We might try that. Yeah. That's something we learned yeah. very early on when we were doing okay. Skype interviews. You can't look at the person while you're doing the show or you <laughs> get all kinds of interference and it just doesn't come out as good. Gotcha. If you do just the audio, it's a lot better. It's a lot better. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good to know. Cause yeah, it, I'm going to try that. We'll try that tonight. For three months now, and how many episodes? We Six. Six. See, now, Slave Driver over here. <laughs> that wouldn't have happened. I'm assuming you guys are trying to do it at least every week, but I'm assuming life. Yeah, happens. yeah, that's and that that was it. That's always been the intent is to do it every week. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna make a. We're, we'll have a little. We'll have a little come to Jesus talk tonight, and I think we're gonna. Um, and we're both. I think we're both on board with this. I think we're gonna make it every other week. Um, just, to, I think it's a more realistic goal. He's got, you know, wife, two kids. He's a stay at home dad. Um, real involved, so you know, like he was gonna. Um, he was gonna actually Skype in and join us. Today, but he's like, uh, yeah, Lucas has a thing, and Sophia can't go be with him. So, of course, my response was, well, do they have Wi-Fi at this school? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, no, that'd be awesome. But, yeah, it's just, you know, life gets in the way, and um, I'm in the process of, uh, like I said, I quit my job back in uh, December and uh, going and chasing the dream a little bit more, you know, doing freelance video production, that kind of thing, and moving to San Antonio to be closer to my parents, so... There's, you know, I've got stuff going on trying to sell the house. He's, you know, some stuff pops up with the kids and it's like, um, his house is like my brother's house. My brother's got four kids and one person gets sick. It's like a germ factory. Oh, Man. I know this. And you, you probably know too. <laughs> I mean, so it seems like for the last six or eight weeks, somebody in that house has just been half dead. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I got to take care. And then it was late, lately it's been his turn. So he's finally well, but, but yeah, it's, you know, that's the intent was every week, but I think we're going to maybe do it every other week and. But keep it going, and uh, it's, it's, I think it'll probably be better because yeah. you want to be as consistent as possible. And if you define yourself as an every other week show, that's yeah. a lot more manageable goal to hit. I think so, definitely. Yeah. It's cool that you're going to San Antonio. Uh, are you guys gonna you gonna do any cons? Yes, um, we are. We are doing the we're doing O Comic Con in July, Omaha Comic Con. Wow. It sounds like small time, but it actually it's a pretty. From what I've heard, it's a, what I've heard read. It's a pretty big, pretty big show. So we're excited about it. Cool. Um, we've got a. Still got it. We're we've made the plans that we're we're going. We got the we got the you know everything booked, ready to go. But I still got to contact them, and I'm going to see if we can't come in as press and cover it and that kind of do it do it from that angle. It's one so. of the biggest perks of being a podcaster yeah. is most comic conventions you can get in for free. Yeah, yeah tell them you're going to do like massive coverage for every yeah. day coverage, and they'll hook you up. Yeah, yeah, just just make sure you do it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you got yeah something like that. You got to deliver. So yeah, but yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking is we'll we'll do that. But I want to do you know I want to hit some more. I plan on. I'm sure I'll do Comic Blues again this year, and I really want to do not so much San Diego. It's like I want to do it someday just to see it, but I'd really like to do New York. 
Yeah, us too. And I've, no, I've heard y'all talking about that. So, And that's where, um, just go off on a little bit of a rabbit trail, I think I'd emailed you or mentioned you one time about, dude, I want to do a documentary about you guys. And that's part of that is, because I know y'all have talked about it a lot, about wanting to go. And so one of the things I'd want to do is like, kind of follow y'all in the time leading up to that. Well, what, you know, well, how do you prepare for that? How do the you six year journey? Yeah. To New York. <laughs> it's like, what does it, what does it take to do this? And how to, you know, what are you doing to get ready and money? Yeah. Money. <laughs> all it takes is money. Like my old boss used to say, he's like, Hey, all it takes is money. That's true. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll have some, we got some connections. Yeah. We, we got to start using them connections. Yeah. We will. We will. Hey, we go to San Antonio. We'll stay at his house. We just don't know any bankers willing to give us the <laughs> money to go. <laughs> so, one yeah, day. you can come crash in my little one one bedroom apartment. See, I'm a, I'm going from a two bedroom house to a little one bedroom apartment, but shouldn't say things like that because he will take you up on it. At some that's point. cool. I've never let Steve forget it. When we go to New York, we're staying with Steve. Steve. There you go. <laughs> well, hey, uh, bring me along and camera crew, and uh, hey, Steve, can I? I'm small. I don't take up much space. <laughs> Sleep with the corgi. Not yet. <laughs> Well, that's cool, man. Let's uh, let's move on to the next thing, and this is everybody's favorite segment. Tell me a funny story. This is not a funny story. It's a oh my god, what the hell were you thinking story? Oh boy. So I'm outside doing yard work. Yes, I'm Mexican doing yard work. So I'm out there with a chainsaw, and I'm by myself, you know, and I'm chainsawing these trees down because they have poison oak in them, and they're all completely dead. So now's the time. So a friend of mine loaned me his chainsaw. It's a big chainsaw, and it's not mine, so I'm using it. I'm cutting. Well, my mother comes out because I live next door to her out in the country, and uh, she came out, and she's blind. She's legally blind. She's walking with her cane, and she looks at me, and I can see her coming, but I didn't pay attention. So I kept on cutting, and then she walks in the way once, like, what are you doing? Just looking where you're cutting. Don't get where I'm cutting. She goes, well, I'm coming out here to help. I don't need your help. You don't need, don't get in the way, mom. Just stand back. Besides, this is a poison oak tree. I don't want, uh, just in case, if it can still get you or not, I don't know if it can when it's super dry like this. I don't need you, you know, get any kind of infection you're going to scratch or whatnot. She goes, okay. So I start trying to cut it from this end because she tells me, go around the other side. So, you know, she's the foreman now. <laughs> so I go to the other side and then this, the crap starts blowing my face. Okay. It's not working because the stuff's getting in my face. Let me go back to the way I was. But where I was at, it I was, knew. It was a really windy day. Yeah. I knew if I cut it from where I was at now that I was going to have to move because it was going to come my direction. So I'm getting there and it goes and it comes and I'm, I'm going to try to move. Well, the tree did a quick turn on me too. So I didn't expect that. So a branch hit me and it knocked me sideways. Okay. So I'm facing the tree. It hit me almost 180. So I, uh, as I spun 180, then the rest of the tree hit me on the back of the neck. Like right, right above with the neck and the spine, it hit me solid. And it was pretty big, pretty big. It wasn't a little branch. It was a big, big freaking log with uh, more poison oak stuff all around it. So it was like two trees connected almost. They hit me. Well, I couldn't run to get out of the way because my mother was standing behind me, which I did not know. Oh, no. So the brunt of the tree hitting me on the back of the neck, along with the tree whacking me, forced me into her with the chainsaw running. Chainsaw hit her in her knee. And I was quick enough to look down to see the chainsaw hit her leg, and I yanked it back real quick. And she, she, I said, and I told her, "What are you doing?" She goes, "I'm fine, I'm fine." She got out of the way. I'm okay. Yeah, no, you're not. I just got. Why are you standing behind me? You, you almost could have lost your leg. She goes, "No, I'm okay. I, come here." So I look at her leg. The pan is cut. The pan has a hole. She goes, "Look, your pants are torn." Oh wow. And I let me see this. So I picked up her leg. Yeah, she was bleeding. 
She's like, oh, I'm bleeding. Uh, you think it's a freaking chainsaw? What the hell? I said, let's go. Come on. We got. So I turned the chainsaw off, and it's not my chainsaw. So this, my chainsaw has a kill thing. So I could have pulled it back, and it wouldn't have ran. His didn't. So I couldn't do anything with it. So I flipped the switch to turn it off. And uh, I said, go to the house real quick. Let me go inside, get my car keys, and I'll take you to the hospital. She said, I don't need to go to the hospital. Uh, yeah, you do. Number one, you're diabetic. Number two, this chainsaw is extremely rusty, and you just got cut. So you'll need at least a tetanus shot. Uh, let me go get my stuff. So I walk inside. My goes, what's the matter? My mother got behind me while I was cutting the tree, and the tree hit me in the back of the head and knocked me into it with a chainsaw. She goes, is she okay? Yeah, we're lucky that it's not my chainsaw because the chain cut links were separated. But, you know, it's like a link here and another one here, so it was very well separated. So it wasn't like mine. It's like continuous cut links. And so I was it hit her, and I was able to nick it and pull it back. I said, but it got her kind of good, I think. Uh, she says, okay, well, I'm taking her to the hospital. So I went over there, and my dad comes out. What's the matter? Mom was standing behind me when I got hit by the tree and knocked me into it with a chainsaw. My dad goes, what the fuck were you doing standing behind him? I, said, I told you not to be outside. She, my mom's like, I was trying to help. You can't fucking see. How are you going to help? This is my, my dad went off, seriously. He wasn't yelling at me. He was mad at my mom because she was mad. And I said, look, she got cut. I'm going to take her to the hospital, get, check her out and give her a thing, make sure she's okay, Dad, because she may need stitches. She may not need stitches. So my mom went and changed her pants real quick. She goes, I got this. So she put peroxide on it, put a Band-Aid. See, I'm okay. No, you're not, Mom. You're going to the hospital because, number one, you need a tetanus shot, period. And we need to make sure you're okay because I don't know how deep that is, and you're a diabetic too. So my mom's like, ah, oh, you're making a big thing out of nothing. I said, yeah, whatever. So we went in there. We got to the hospital. Thank God it was like a slow day in the ER. Uh, so we went in. They saw her. He calls me. <laughs> he oh calls me. I'm, I'm driving home from the Woodlands because Heather had a gig up there. And the phone rings. And I'm like, hey, man, what's up? And he goes, uh, I got hit in the head by a tree branch. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I was chainsawing this tree, and the branch fell down and hit me in the head. I think I have a concussion. I'm like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. But then I threw the chainsaw at my mom, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't say it like that. I said the tree no, you, hit me. You, you were out of it, man. You were you The were tree like hit me woozy. in the back of the neck and you, it knocked you me were, into her. You were woozy when you were talking to me. And I was like, dude, are you fucking okay? Like, I was like, I don't mean to laugh, but that could, that could only happen to you. <laughs> like... That is ridiculous. Yeah, so we got in there. The doctor took a look at her. They put some stuff on it. They cleaned it up. He goes, no, where it's at, you're lucky. Uh, it's going to seal itself up. Even though you're it'll, it'll close itself up on its own. Looks like it's going to clot. But you do need a tetanus shot. And it was good of your son to bring you here to get a tetanus shot. And we'll give you some antibiotics, too, since whatever. You know, chances. So it took all of maybe an hour, and we are out. And it didn't seem like we were in there for an hour. But they didn't even check him for a concussion. <laughs> no, because I didn't mention it. I didn't mention it at all. That's funny how you, you bury the lead when you call him. I got hit in the head. I think he might have a concussion. And then flip it around, and it doesn't go that way. And she's like, Mom, help Mom. And <laughs> you call him, and you're like, oh, yeah, I got hit. Oh, yeah, and, and, I, and I cut my mom with a chainsaw. Because <laughs> I know how he's going to do it. That's pretty much how it happened. Oh, man, I'm glad she's okay. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, my mom yeah. goes, hey, you can use this story on the show. But that could I'm like really, mom? That's gonna really make me look bad. <laughs> that can could you, only happen. To can you. you see Ryder now? There's horse clues with a chainsaw. Oh yeah, cut my mom. It's gonna happen. <laughs> oh gonna happen. yes. <laughs> so God, but yeah. So I was like, oh, I was more. I think I was more freaked out than she was. Probably why I noticed that I may have knocked myself a little loopy. Uh, but when I was in the hospital with her, I was fine. And I guess the adrenaline must have already worn off because then my head started hurting really bad. I was like, oh, I said I'll be right back. So when I got me a Dr Pepper from the machine. <laughs> Sat down next to her, I was drinking this, and she goes, and then I was worried about me. I <laughs> made a concussion. I'm like, no, it didn't hit me in the head, hit me in the back of the neck. Eh, I'll be all right. So I went home, and I didn't go to sleep right away. Like I said, I wasn't going to. I wanted to make sure I was okay and played video games for a little bit, then went to bed. But yeah, so that was my uh, 
fun time chainsawing. All of that just so you could go play video games before bed. Nice. <laughs> I play video games all the time. You know I'm calling this episode Timber. Nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what about you, Seal? You got a funny story for us? Yes, I do. So I came with I came with one locked and loaded, a uh, short one that I knew I'm going to elicit hopefully the right reaction out of Miguel. But your story reminds me of two others, so they're, they're real short. I'm going to do all three because they're funny. Okay. So the first one is tree-related and horse-related. So you're talking about cutting the tree down. So we, his language. <laughs> so for a number of years, we lived actually not too far from here, out in Simonton, um, over uh, on the other side of the river. And we had this little, they call it a ranchette. So we had you know, a little ranch house, a little barn, um, a couple acres horse pasture. And my mom had grown up with horses, so my dad wanted to get my mom a horse. So he shopped around and, and got her this really awesome uh, quarter horse, and which, you know, this thoroughbred, high-tempo thing, which in retrospect, probably not the best idea. Um, and, and she hated men. My mom was, I thought you met your mom. I was right. like, what the <laughs> hell? No. no, mom's cool. The horse. <laughs> okay. We got this mare chime. Uh, she, oh God, she hated men. So she almost killed my brother one time, but that's a whole nother story. But my dad decided he got a little, uh, this is before he quit drinking. He got a little, uh, loaded one day and decided I want to go ride the horse. Mom's like, you don't want to do that. He's like, no, 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 it'll be fine. Saddle her up. I'm going, I'm just going to go ride around the yard. So, okay, you brought this on yourself. So we had this one pecan tree in the backyard, and it had this one low branch. It, it went up. You go up about six, seven, let's see, it had to have been about seven or eight feet up. And it just shot straight out, 90 degrees. And it was great because I could, I could kind of clamber up to it. I was probably six, seven years old at the time, so I could just climb up to it, and it was, you know, it was a good climbing tree for me and all that. And so they left that branch there because, you know, hey, it's fun for the kids. Well, the horse, instead of trying to buck or throw my dad or nip at him or anything, she just walked around. He got on her, and she just walked around in a circle, and he's trying to steer, and, and she's not having it. She just walks around the tree very slowly, walks under the branch, and my dad's doing this. He's leaning back, leaning back, leaning back, and she stopped when his, when the back of his head hit her behind, and she just stood there. <laughs> so he's pinned under the branch, and the horse is just standing there. <laughs> we're yelling and screaming and doing everything we can to get this horse to move trying to you know we're getting going and getting carrots and treats and trying to get nothing she's not having it she knows exactly what she's doing and finally i swear it had to have been 30 minutes he's pinned under the tree and the whole time he's screaming and hollering get this damn horse and we finally get her to edge out enough under the tree my dad kind of roll off he was out there that night with the chainsaw that branch came down <laughs> Sounds like your kind of horse. Nice. <laughs> Vindictive. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Takes pleasure from it. <laughs> I don't take pleasure. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I know. What you tell me in the office? You remember that time I said you take pleasure? Here it is. <laughs> Here it is. So same horse, uh, not too much not too much longer later. I'm out in the horse pasture playing, being a kid. I was so I again had six, seven years old. We hadn't had her that long. And she was wandering around, so she's kind of over there, and I'm over here doing my thing. I don't know what I was doing, but you know, being a kid, probably kicking over an ant bed or something. She comes walking around, kind of sidles up behind me. Again, she knows what she's doing. It's a total setup, and she's sitting there. And so there's, you know, you got the horse flies around, so she's swinging her tail at him, and so as if to give herself some cover. Oh, I was just kicking it flies. Yeah, she she kicked, caught me in the small of the back, Oof. caught me right behind the shoulder blades and then again right behind the head and it, 
miracle she didn't cut me. I go flying up in the air, about five, six feet straight up in the air, and flew about 10 feet out and landed, boom, face down. I didn't know what happened. And I woke up, and I'm laying there face down on the ground, and we had this huge, in our the kitchen of the house looked out across the dining room, and there was this big bay window, which looked out into the horse pasture. So my mom's in the kitchen doing something, and she looks up, and she's kind of, you know, she said, oh, yeah, I looked up, and I saw you, and I... One minute you're standing there, next minute I didn't see you, and then I looked down, and there you were sprawled out on the ground, and I'm just I'm just starting to come to as the back door's opening, and I'm like trying to yell help or something. I couldn't. I mean, I, nothing's coming out. I'm going. I start crawling towards the straw, and mom comes running out. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, damn horse. <laughs> it's time to cut the horse. <laughs> yeah, and then this same horse that almost killed my brother. So it, yeah. Man. Yeah. She sounds just like Miguel's kind of horse. Hey, <laughs> she would she would have given uh, Sleaze or Cleese a run for the money. She might take over the empire. That that horse was calculating. It's a bad horse. Yeah. That was a bad horse. You still have that horse? Oh no, oh no. That that horse long gone. Oh, oh, she's long dead now. This was, gosh, man, this was. I don't want to say how many decades ago, but she's glue. Yeah, she's glue now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, we actually uh, I think we sold her for a tidy profit. Nice. Yeah, we bred her out, sold the colt, and then uh, or sold the filly, and then. Uh, and then I think we ended up selling Chime for a, a tidy profit, so my dad was happy. Nice, <laughs> nice. But and then yeah, I had a I had a horse, but he was he was very he was this gentle giant, hmm. and he went to the glue factory one day, but they didn't tell me that. I just I went to school one day and came home. Where's Duke? Um, he's not here. He's hanging out with Elmer's. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> well, you know, he was getting kind of old and slowing down, and Chime was always mean to him, and so, you know, we sent him to this. We sent him to this. Uh, we sent him to this horse ranch where he could just have his own space. I mean, it's total pie in the sky. Pit. And I'm just like, you don't send him. He did, didn't he? <laughs> like, I'm, a, you know, I'm eight years. I was like, I was eight, nine years old at the time, and I was like, you know, a couple. I was a few years older. I was like, I'm starting to figure things out. And I'm like, no, he's. But that, I would tell myself that story, and I would play along with it just to not be sad. But I was like, There's some holes in the story. <laughs> y'all are y'all are y'all are spinning something that stinks here. Holes in a horse too. <laughs> yeah. But so there's my that's my funny horse stories and there's there's oh god owning horses is crazy it's a lot of Tell work and it's crazy it. yeah hey yeah. <laughs> no one owns this yeah. one <laughs> taking care of horses living with horses Whew. man it's a lot of work <laughs> but I got one more story the story that I came with I want if, if we got time I want to want to want to drop that on you because go ahead I think I'm gonna get the reaction I want so at my buddy's 40th birthday party this was gosh years ago um, he did too. No, he, hey, thankfully, he's very much alive. Okay, I just wondered. Yeah, everybody- <laughs> yeah. Everyone in this story is still alive. Okay. Everybody's still alive and kicking happy, you know, happy, healthy. So this is this is a happier story. So no, nobody nobody gets hurt in this one. Nobody dies. So this is, so 40th birthday party, we're laughing, drinking, eating, a whole bunch of people I've never met before. And there's this one lady there that was a co-worker either, I can't remember if it was a co-worker of my buddy or a co-worker of his wife, but um, for whatever reason... She thought everything that came out of my mouth was hysterical. And this um, little, little short, little round black lady, she was, she was just the sweetest person. But every time I opened my mouth, she thought whatever it was I said was funny. So I start feeding off of this. Uh-huh. And I just start, I just start talking crazy. And I don't know what I said, but I, I got on a roll at one point and she just about dropped her drink, falling over laughing. And she looks at me and she goes, you're a funny little cracker, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and without missing a beat, Take a sip, look her right in the eye and said, don't you mean cracker ass cracker? 
and she lost it. That was it for the rest. I mean, she just, the rest of the night, she couldn't look at me without cracking up, just tears rolling down her face. You racist bastard. (laughs) And nothing racial on my part. I know. But uh, it was, oh, it was funny. I mean, I thought you were about to drop the N-bomb. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, I know better than that. Is this funny, bitch? (laughs) I got a funny story for you. It's one, no, I'm not going to do that. But no, you could have heard when, I mean, she was like, you're funny looking. And I mean, you could have heard a pin drop in that room in that moment before I spoke. And then for a moment after I spoke, everybody's like, oh, this is, this is, this is taking a bad turn. (laughs) And then she just busts out laughing. And that was, that was, I mean, and then it was game on again. Party was back on, but. The people are waiting for him to put his sheets on. (laughs) Very nice. Wow. Thanks for letting me share. Those were pretty funny. Those were pretty funny. I mean, it's hard to compete with Timber over here. Oh, come on. All right, let's move on. Uh, We're trying something new this week. You know, we've played Minute to Win on the show a couple times, and it's usually just me versus Miguel. Mm -hmm. Uh, We haven't really had a guest participate because most of our guests have not really been podcasters, so they don't really have the practice at speaking that we have, but you do. Yes. So nice. we're, we're going to try, try something a little bit different. We're going to play Minute to Win It Versus, where Miguel and Seal are going to give each other words, and they have one minute to talk about whatever word they're given without pausing, without stuttering, without going um, 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 or anything. And whoever does the best will get a point that round. We're going to play three rounds, and I will be the sole judge. And at the end of this, one of you will be the winner, and one of you will be the loser. Mm. So who wants to go first? Let the cracker go first. <laughs> oh boy! Oh yeah! Don't throw the race bomb down. Oh, here we go. Uh, so go first. Does that mean I get to throw my word first? Yes. Actually, no, no, no. Let me throw one at him first. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable going first. <laughs> I suck. I don't. It's, it's our. Sh- he she let the go- guest go first. Obviously, oh, you suck. That's what you said first, anyways. Ah, damn it. Yeah. No, no, no backsies. Is that what they say? Is, that, right. is that what the kids say? Let me set my timer. All right, I'm ready. What is his word? You ready? Yes. All right. So this is there's going to be a theme in case you can't figure this out. Okay, and if I don't know what the word means, can I ask for a definition? For yes, it? you can. Okay, all right. Yeah, because the second... he seems very smart, and I'm not very smart. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> and we have the intro. <laughs> oh, snap. There we go. <laughs> Player ready? Uh, Yeah, I guess. Here we go. Your first word is... Saddle. I don't wear saddles. I had a friend of mine who once had a saddle on the back of her truck, and I'm like, what the hell is this a saddle doing in the back of your truck? She goes, I'm going to ride you. I'm like, what? No, you're not. This was a big girl because she was a Catalina girl. She's really cool. She's one of my best friends. But she has a lot of horses with saddles. And I asked her, what kind of saddle does a horse have to have? I mean, does it have to be big, small, yellow, orange, white, whatever? She goes, no, just a good saddle. You can hook it underneath, and you know, they come in different colors. But there's nothing you can really talk about saddles. What the hell am I going to say about saddles? I don't have a saddle. You're not riding me. He's right. Fuck it. I quit. <laughs> and Miguel loses round one very easily. How far <laughs> did he get? There's nothing to say about saddles. <laughs> 30 seconds. You got 30, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. There's nothing you can say about saddles. Man, if you're going to go by the Horsicles moniker, your saddle game's got to be on point. My saddle game's got to be on point. You're, it's, it's the tack. We call it the tack. Your horse tack has got to be on point. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Hit me. Horse to please. Horse to please. So... There's this whole horse to cleese, horse to sleaze, horse to police thing going on on this show, right? And so 
for for those of you that don't know, if you're listening to uh, listen to me through the beacon through this link, um, you, if you're not familiar with the show, there's all these characters Miguel does, and they're horse related. So one of my favorites, and I don't think he created, I think someone else threw it out one time, said horse to please, and he's like, oh hell no, I'm not going to horse to please, I'm not pleasing nobody. I'm running this thing, and so now it's it's kind of this this funny little thing. It can it, I think it's going to grow into a meme. At least I hope it does. Where you know something happens, somebody says something off color or something says something stupid, and then you hear horse to please pop up. Horse to please, and I believe it's now canon because I believe it has shown up in the Minions comic where please popped up and just dropped like popped up like out of nowhere and was like horse to please. At some joke, somebody said, or some off-color comment that someone made. But, um, ooh, seven seconds. Here we go. Um, please, eh, damn it. I blew it. I blew it. I looked at my stopwatch. I should have never done that. You got real close. I got close. <laughs> I thought he blew it early on, to be honest He's, with you. He still did better than you. Yeah, he sucked it up. <laughs> he dropped a couple of arms and somebody. Yeah. <laughs> at least he didn't just give up. <laughs> I tried to power through it, but, I, hey, I would have, I would have, uh, I would have, I would have, I would have accepted judges ruling on that. It, too. It's harder than it looks. But yeah. you, oh, it is. It nobody is. has a point yet. He's yeah. an ass. He would have given it to you anyway. Well, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, it's, a, it's a hard game. That's what makes it. That's what makes it cool. That's what makes it fun. Nobody's got a point yet. All right, so. hang on. Whoops, where's my list? Miguel's turn again. Shit, Miguel. he's gonna come after me with all my horse stuff. You bastard. <laughs> yep. All right. I'm gonna go a little bit easier on you this time. I'm not gonna look at him. That was the problem. I looked at him and he was mm. staring hole right through him. I'm gonna look this way. Okay. Your word is main. Man, I got such a beautiful mane. My hair is taken care of. I brush it. I take care of it. I use a horse shampoo. You know, my wife bought me some horse shampoo one time to make sure it has that nice glow. I got no bugs. Got no horse flies around my mane. I got the best mane in the town, baby. You know what I mean? Mane. You understand? <laughs> God damn it. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I was so trying not to look at you that time just no, to give no, you a better no. shot. I'm just not on it. And there was that you're like, you know what I mean? And that, that eye contact, I think, is what broke you. I, I just didn't. Uh, I don't have it today. <laughs> I do not have it today. Uh, no, Nobody's got a point yet. That's so, all right. Man, this might be a one-point game. It's nothing, nothing. What the freak? I'm not ready for this. Here's the funny part. You bring that up? Mm -hmm. When I was coming in here, because uh, you heard us when we did the uh, when I did the UFC thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I wrote a, a rap that I was going to do called Disrespect, and it was going to be another intro. But on my way here, another intro popped in my head, and I was going to do, like, no introductions needed. You know, it was going to be another little rap about how a horse sired me, you know, sired, and it had Maine in it. And I had a little rap going with Maine, and that's what I was trying to recall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. Damn it. <sighs> All right. Here's my word. Are you ready, sir? Hit me. Bathroom etiquette. Bathroom etiquette. Let me tell you something about bathroom etiquette. I know that it's big on this show, and I often think about it um, when I'm in the bathroom. I think about etiquette. I think about this show when I'm in the bathroom, guys. No, really. Um, no, I think about bathroom etiquette. The look on these guys' faces, y'all. Oh, God, I wish this was a video podcast because you could see when I say bathroom etiquette, and I think about it when this show, and, I was, and these guys are going crazy. But, oh, Miguel's over there writing something. He's going to be messing with me. So... He's probably writing, this guy's a bastard on there. So bathroom etiquette. So I got to tell you, quick funny story, um, bad bathroom etiquette. Every time I experience this, I think about Miguel. So I'm in, I'm in the bathroom. I'm rest, this is a rest stop, okay? I'm on a long, long drive. This is cross-country trip. This is one of the last ones I did for my, my old job back in December. So long cross-country trip. I'm in, I forget where I was, maybe South Carolina, something like that. And I'm like, apparently, South Carolinians have poor bathroom etiquette if you're from South Carolina. I apologize. So I go in, and it was the dude broke the one stall buffer rule 
And I was like, oh my God, if Miguel was here, he would be tearing this guy a new one. And I almost tweeted it out right then. And nice. <laughs> I want a ruling. I have to say he gets no points. <clears throat> Why? First of all. You can make a case. Okay, first make of a all. Case. Bathroom etiquette. He mentioned the same sentence three times in a row. And then he went on a complete tangent about a trip but never mentioned bathroom etiquette at all. And he came back to it. Doesn't That's work. the mark of a good story. Doesn't work. I think it's still zero zero. The fact that he repeated himself, I think, early on. You did repeat yourself. I did repeat myself. You I did, did say um three times. As I well. did. Oh, see. Um, well, then that should have been a buzzer right there. He doesn't buzz. Well, <laughs> an um is forgivable if the story immediately goes somewhere. Okay. I think. But, uh, but it didn't. I it was, didn't. yeah, I was yeah. trying to get, I had it, I had it like in the back and I was trying to push it to the front because there have been some times like on these road trips where I'm like, oh my God, if Miguel was here. I'm like, I'm, I've witnessed some really poor bathroom etiquette in, in interstate rest stops. So zero, zero? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm So let me ask you this question real quick so we can tell him because I don't think he actually gets it. Uh, when we do it, you and I constantly mention the word like almost every other, it's like, when we call a word for each other, we're like talking this, blah, blah, and then the word, blah, 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 the word, blah, 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 the word. The word is constantly being mentioned. So you're trying to work the word. You're, you're really trying to work the word right, in. Right, right. That's all I'll make sure. Does it, do we yeah. need to work the word in more now? There's, there's not even, I mean, there's no reason you have to work the word in or not. There's no hard rule about that. It just has to be about the word. Like if, you're, if your word is Captain America and you go on talking about, you know, Steve Rogers and how he became Captain America. He was frozen in ice for a really long time, and then Bucky showed up, and Bucky was his friend. You don't have to talk about Captain America. You can talk about all the things that are related to Captain America. Kind of like I did with Squirrel Girl. Right. You can mm-hmm. you can talk about other things, but you know it has to be. You can't you can't just be like Captain America is cool character. I like Captain America. Captain America wears red and blue, and and yeah, Captain America is just yeah, Captain Captain yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's a great Captain America. Great guy. Like you have to actually like tell something. <laughs> Well, that's Fats. what I normally yeah. I usually do that, but I usually add stuff to it. As you remember, Squirrel Girl. <laughs> as long as you're making noise and not saying um or pausing. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different sound. <laughs> okay, so this is the last and final round. This is the final round. Hopefully somebody can get a point, or we're going to go to the bonus round, and I'm going to give you guys words. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is going to be crazy. All right. Are you ready for your word? I am ready. Your word, keeping with the theme, is bit, as in the bit in the bridle with the horse wears. Okay. I don't have a bit in my mouth. I'm able to talk the way I want. People don't like to hear what I got to say because I keep it real up here in 2016. I am trying to be soft, but people want to put that bit back in my throat. You ain't going to do it, brother, because when Horstocles speaks, he speaks the word. The word is bit. Bite this. Bit that. No. (laughs) Shit, I got nothing for this fucking word. (laughs) Jeez. Didn't even make 30 seconds that time. Dude, what the hell? I've gotten worse at this game. And these are all horse-related things. This should be super easy for you. I hate the horse. You guys, I've tried to kill him off the last couple of weeks. You love horses. Don't lie. But I hate horses. The fact that my wife gave me a horse planner just tells me this has gone too far. <laughs> a, you can never go too far. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, yeah. All right. You ready, sir? I'm ready. Hit me. <laughs> the word for you is low to. Low Two. Begin. Begin. So, Low 2 was this thing that apparently, I think, started early on as far as a, sort of a meme on this podcast with you guys. And the Low 2 is the, think of a high five, but the contact is, well, lower region, and there's two. There's not five. There's two. Think of a one and a one, and there's two. And then, and that's just kind of weird, man. You know, I mean, it, it, 
it's, if, if that's the way you go, that's cool. But at the same time, I mean, come on, you're out, you know, say you're out the softball game, good catch. Come back. You're not gonna you're not gonna load two right there on the field, right? I mean, when do you use this? That's what I want to know is like when is it appropriate to use this thing? Because it seems like you you're not gonna get a lot of mileage out of it. You're gonna get more mileage out of you know the high five, the high ten. Whoops, and there I go bumping the microphone. Justin was all impressed with me earlier about me sitting here correctly with the mic and now I'm bumping it. I kind of it would that that was I mean that's kind of a it was sort of a medium too with the, the one arm on the mic and the, but I was trying to give an illustration for these guys and oh god if you could see the looks on their faces I'm, oh, I'm you trying. suck <laughs> the hardest word I thought I was going to get in with he went a minute in four he did stutter a little bit in there but I'm going to let it slide how was I'm, it I'm really off my game today yeah, he did a lot better than you kiss my ass <laughs> well, I think the more, I think the more you do I think it's a practice thing the more you do it you start kind of getting you, you get into a groove and it's like okay i can do this i can do this i can do this and i just haven't been on my game yeah it's all right no nah, okay. i really i've, I've lost been, the last couple times we played this to him i've actually been able to finish this stupid thing <laughs> he's making me nervous is that what it is that's what it is two white guys in the room you can't handle it that's right it. <laughs> it's too much white in here man darken it up a little bit i got a sharpie mm-hmm. nice <laughs> I can pull, right. pull my, my hat down over my face, and then you can't see me. Well, congratulations, Seal. You are the minute to win it versus yes. champion for the moment. For the moment. Right yeah. on. Hey, uh, rematch anytime you want, bro. <laughs> I do think we should do that at some point. Just invite a whole bunch of podcasters over here. Maybe for episode 200, we'll do that. Oh, a tournament. We'll have like a tournament, a minute to win it tournament. You want all those podcasters in here? <laughs> oh, we could do like the Inthcast and uh, Longbox Small Talk, Bryfi, uh, just... Seal, Metal of course. Geek, Seal, Geek, Seal. Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be fun. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Just get like eight or ten guys over here and do a, a bracket tournament, minute to win it. Wow. Oh, yeah. What do they get if they win? I don't know. We'll we'll have somebody sponsor it and give us prizes. Dog shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. That could be fun, though, right? Yeah, I think you'd have to invite some people in. Yeah. Maybe the guy, maybe Gabriel will come in. That'd be kind of funny. He's a podcaster. Anybody in Texas, I think we could probably get. Yeah. We can't play, though. We no, have to be the we, judges. We have to be the judges, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of like this idea. Maybe we'll do this for episode 150 or episode 200. Yeah, there you go. set it up. Oh, that'd be awesome. Okay, cool. There you go. All right, well, let's move on then. Uh, I think you were biased in this game. I should have won. <laughs> uh, well, you didn't get a single one all the way to the end. Well, shut up. <laughs> if you have gotten a single like full minute, even if you had stuttered or something, I, you know there could be a case made for you, but you gave up every time, so there's no way you could have won. And and did you really want it to go to a tiebreaker? No. With Justin giving us no. the words? No, you didn't. Well, I kind of yeah. let it go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk this week's comics, movie, and TV news. What All do right, you, man. What do you want to go over first? TV. TV. Okay. So uh, Dan Stevens uh, is an actor in Downton Abbey. He's been cast as David Haller, who's the actual name of Legion in the upcoming Legion series. Uh, it's also been confirmed that Aubrey Plaza and Gene Smart are going to be playing supporting roles. I'm a big fan of Aubrey Plaza. So, oh, she's hysterical. Uh, I'm even more excited for this than I was. <laughs> Do you know any of these people? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I know who Aubrey Plaza is, but I only know her for her looks. I don't know her her comedic side or anything like that. Oh, she's really funny. She was in Parks and Rec, yeah. and she did a few movies. She did this one really weird movie about time travel. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was pretty good. I did not see that. I'll, uh, have, to go, I'll have to go look for that. I don't think you pronounced that other show right. I think it's pronounced Downtown Ebby. <laughs> Downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. There you go. I'm from Texas. <laughs> All right. It's confirmed that The Flash is going to appear on the March 28th episode of Supergirl. Is she going to throw a punch and miss him? 
probably. <laughs> uh, the episode is going to be titled World's Finest. Okay. Kind of an homage to the whole yeah. team-up book yeah. thing. Okay. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, we talked about it being a possibility before, but I guess they were successful enough on Supergirl's ratings that uh, they decided to go ahead and make it happen. Yeah. Who's uh, Network? CBS. CBS. Flash is going to appear on Supergirl. Oh, but it's okay. still under the Berlanti picture or the Berlanti Productions umbrella. So, okay. But I'm wondering if it's going to be an Earth Two thing because you know Flash is getting ready to go to Earth Two. So that's true. Mm. Interesting. Flash has been getting kind of kind of strange lately. It'll be. I'm really curious to see what happens with Earth Two. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on. One million moms are still pissed off about Lucifer, the TV show, because they say that it glorifies the devil and is making him look cool. Uh, they're boycotting not only Olive Garden for supporting the show, but now K Jewelers as well for being a sponsor. <laughs> wow! Oh, man! Hey, don't make mom mad. What do you think about the devil? What do I think about the devil? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I think ultimately he loses. So hey, whatever they want to do to <laughs> pump him up, make him feel better about himself, you go right ahead because son, you lost. <laughs> it's a TV show. It's a TV show. It's not really one million, one million moms what they call themselves, but really it's about 40,000 pissed off <laughs> women that have nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's not the TV show I'm going to go out and make, but, dude, come on. I mean. So these are the same moms that are probably pissed at Supernatural because, you know, the devil's there. And, you know, they talk about this and Jesus. It's not in the God. title, so they probably yeah. aren't even aware of it. Nice. Yeah. I just brought attention to it. Yeah, the, the title sounds kind of innocuous. But I can't uh, watch that show and just, I get it. I watch it, but. I can't watch it without just going crazy. I'm like, oh, that's just bad theology. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. But, anyway, that's just me being me. <laughs> I can't watch it for completely different reasons. <laughs> Wait, what show are we talking about? Supernatural. Hey, you bastards. <laughs> that show's amazing. Oh, it's yeah. very well done. It's too CWE for me still. Yeah, it is what it is. You're not my brother. <laughs> uh, some good news. There is a new Justice League cartoon that's been announced for Cartoon Network. It's called Justice League Action. Uh, pretty cool because Kevin Conroy is coming back as Batman and Mark Hamill is coming back as the Joker. Sweet. Awesome. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, it's going to be kind of the sister show to Teen Titans Go. So okay. it's going to be in kind of that vein, real like fun and lighthearted and not really a, the dark overtones that some of the other Justice League shows have had. Okay. So I think it'll be fun. Um, Stephen Amell is going to appear in a future episode of Legends of Tomorrow as the future version of Green Arrow. Um, specifically nice. the version from Dark Knight Returns, oh, meaning wow. he's going to have awesome. one arm and the big goatee. Nice. <laughs> I'm real excited to see that, actually. Who's playing him? Stephen Amell. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to give you shit about that. <laughs> Eric the Looker Lopez and, and Rick have problems when you pronounce his name. <laughs> they're, say, they're saying you're saying it wrong. It's Stephen Amell. <laughs> I say Amel. I don't care what they say. <laughs> they're wrong. <laughs> Uh, we also got a new teaser clip for Gotham that reveals Mr. Freeze and his freeze gun. Uh, it actually looks pretty cool. It, it looked pretty sweet. Yeah, the, the you see, you know, kind of a torso shot of him, and you see I, I was afraid the they were going to do like a ripoff of what Flash has done with Captain Cold, but they didn't. It, it's a completely yeah. different style of gun, completely different style of freezing people. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, looks legit. Gotham's a great show, but the funny thing is, like, all the criminals are showing up, and Bruce is still a little kid. So, good lord. Bruce is fighting all these bad guys, and they're all like 165 years old. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, well. At least Catwoman's his age. Otherwise, there'd been some problems there. <laughs> maybe, he's gonna, maybe he's going to time travel. No. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe he's going to take a pill that makes him older. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
fantasy. They can do whatever they no. want. No. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Uh, comics or movies? Oh, I didn't hear any Supergirl casting. I was there, there wasn't. Oh, time. okay. I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Give us some comics, man. Uh, comics. Mark Millar is having a cosplay contest. Uh, if you cosplay as any Millar World character and post the pics on the Millar World website before May 1st, uh, you get a chance at a $500 cash prize and a full-page photo in an upcoming episode of Jupiter's Legacy 2. Did that first movie, like, bite? <coughs> Isn't that the one with Channing Tatum? What? Jupiter's Legacy. No, no, that they didn't make a movie about that yet. That's Mark Willard's new series that oh. started last year. All right. I got the wrong thing in my head then. Yeah. Uh, Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, that's a pretty cool thing for cosplayers. So any of our listeners that are cosplayers that may want a chance at making some money, dress up like Hit Girl or Kick-Ass or... One of the other Millar World characters. I'll go be hit One girl. of the Chrononauts or something. I'd make a pretty good hit girl. Sure. You, you <laughs> might win. You never know. Nice. That might be what they're looking for. The weirdest thing they can find. <laughs> I'd rather be kick-ass. Yeah. The and, red mist. Oh, a mashup. Hit girl and sleaze. Nice. I'd rather be, there the, you go. be the motherfucker. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I see you more of as, as a mother Russia. But that's mother just Russia? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Bastard. <laughs> All right, uh, you're going to like the next two things. Amazon is, for some reason, going backwards in time and opening three to 400 physical stores worldwide. So they're going to open up like Borders kind of stores, but they're Amazon stores. Cool. Weird. Where you can go in and buy books and all kinds of other weird stuff. Sweet. It's kind of neat. I mean, I, I like Amazon. I buy a lot of stuff off Amazon, but physical stores are kind of... An outdated business model for them, right? Yeah, I think it would depend on location. How many did they say? Was it three, somewhere between three and four hundred? Three and four hundred. So, if you're talking worldwide, though, that's actually not a lot. I mean, it could be a location thing. Like, okay, well, let's put a brick and mortar where people, you know, they, we think there's a demand for the product, but maybe shipping there is not as easy yeah, or something. Yeah, I guess that's so, true. Yeah. So we're probably not going to see a. I doubt we'd see an Amazon store in Houston, Texas, but you know, maybe, maybe not impossible. You never know. Uh, anyways, for the people that live close to wherever these pop up, that is another place you can get your comics. Made easier me getting Fatal Attraction for you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of comics, though, Walmart is currently testing out a uh, dedicated comics and graphic novel section in 50 of their stores. And if they sell well, they're going to roll out that kind of stuff world, uh, worldwide. Some people weren't happy about that online. Well, a lot of small business which most comic shops are yeah. are irritated by it because it's the big box store trying to put them out of business. If people can go to Walmart and buy their comics, why would people go to, you know, the local comic shop? Ambiance. I mean, I would never go to Walmart, so they're going to get my money either way. But <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's just me. I don't go to Walmart either. Uh-huh. <laughs> Today? Never. I go for stuff, not this, Wi-Fi, this sir. Morning. Not Wi-Fi. Huh? <laughs> I didn't go this morning. That's what I'm saying. You you don't go to Walmart this morning? No, not this morning. Not this morning. <laughs> I went yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Had to get dog food. And Weefy? No. <laughs> just, just That's happened. how it's pronounced. Tell you tell your cousins that it's Weefy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Alright, well that's it for comics. Alright, give me some movies. Uh, so movies. The Deadpool movie reviews are coming in and they're almost all universally great. Uh, it currently has a hundred percent review on Rotten Tomatoes. Awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. I had a feeling it was going to be spectacular, but uh, man, it's coming out this week. Can you believe it? You got money to go? Uh, Of course. You got money for me? No. (laughs) Damn it. 
<laughs> All right, I need you to send money into Patreon. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. Oh, damn. Uh, there's some new trailers for the movie, too. Uh-huh. Um, he released a Valentine's Day trailer, which is pretty funny because he, he talks about his superpowers, his super penis. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look at it. When uh, I'm it's here. pretty hilarious. And then there's also a UK trailer that was released where he's uh, holding a Wolverine stuffed doll and dreaming about a soccer team, uh, like the Manchester United guys or whatever. And he's like their star star player or something now, and you know kicking soccer balls. And then like one of the guys makes out with him or something. It's really weird. <laughs> what the hell, man? But it, it was a UK commercial, so I guess it's kind of the UK. I don't know. <laughs> uh. Olivia Munn came out and said that she wants to do a Psylocke solo movie. Exploring like the Captain Britain storylines and stuff. I think that could be kind of cool. Um, you'd have to have supporting cast, obviously. I'd love to see like a Psylocke Phantom X movie. That'd be fucking awesome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, or a Psylocke Archangel movie could be just as good. Nah, I'd rather have the Psylocke Phantom X. I think they still have to draw from the X-Force storylines. Remender's X-Force storyline. One of those two love triangles yeah. kind of things to make it work well. Um, that's probably the best Psylocke stuff, except maybe the early Jean Grey Cyclops Psylocke stuff too. Why is she always in love triangles? <laughs> She's that type of person. I guess so. Drama for your mama. I guess so. Uh, back to Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds uh, did an interview where he said that the movie has over a hundred Easter eggs. Wow. Awesome. Which is a lot. So you're going to catch them all? I will probably catch quite a few more than most people will, just because okay. I'm such a fan of the character, but... Uh, I'm looking forward to getting the Blu-ray because T.J. Miller said that the director's cut is like crazy compared to what actually got released as the R-rated movie. Nice. Oh, so, boy. <laughs> really looking forward to that. And then the very last piece of movie news is uh, kind of controversial. Zack Snyder came out in an interview and said that if you are a comic book fan, you know that I didn't change Superman when I released the Man of Steel movie. Nice. How do you feel about that? It's been like a, a major point of discussion on Why, the internet it, for the last couple of kills days. Zod? Yeah, a lot of people really disagree with his take on Superman, that he did a lot of things that are out of character for that character. But probably, again, the, the major one is killing Zod. Yeah. Depends. Are we talking about Red Sun Superman? Are we talking about the, you know, the whole Injustice Superman? I mean, that's the thing. I, I don't care. Superman's been too much of a Boy Scout all the time. It's time to change it up a little bit. I, I don't like Boy Scout Superman. I know some people love him. You know, that is the... That is the predominant version of the character we've gotten in Superman's history. He's always been the Boy Scout, the good guy, yeah. whatever. I like the darker Superman because I think it fits better with the modern world. And, yeah, you could do the the campy, you know, goody two-shoes Superman, but that's been done in five other movies, and none of those movies are very good. No. <laughs> yeah. Not, not saying Man of Steel is, like, excellent or anything because it's not. It has a lot of problems, but the action scenes and the... You know, the little bit of edginess and darkness to it, I actually really like. Uh, don't, okay, let me let me crap on the other ones first of all. I love Christopher Reeves. Sure. I did. Loved him when he first came out of Superman. Superman 1 was amazing. There's Superman really good things about all good. of them. Yeah. Superman 3 kind of sucked. Superman 4 was like, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> and, you know, and then they made the Brandon Ruth one. I'm like, ugh. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, the new one. When it came out, I went to see it and everything else. Dude, I couldn't wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. I picked it up immediately. It, it was just really cool. And when Superman killed Zod, you're like, that was freaking amazing. Those are aspects of the character we see but he in did comics. It, he did it for, you know, to save lives. He didn't do it like, like, oh, I'm Batman, I'm going to fucking kill you. No, he, to save lives. So it's still kind of, he was still being him. I, I don't have a problem with it. I thought it was really good. It's edgier, and you're right. 
And then the whole Batman versus Superman thing does look like it's going to be the injustice type story, and oh, I can't wait for it. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like the take that he has is more based on Elseworlds, Elseworld stories, or like you said, the injustice storyline, or things like that, where. You've certainly seen Superman in comics be a total dick and use his powers abusively and like really be dark and edgy with his stuff. I mean, granted, that's only like 5% of the established Superman storylines versus the other 95% where he's just the goody two-shoes, truth, justice, and the American way kind of guy. But it's there. But it's there. So Snyder kind of has a point that he didn't really change the character completely, but he should just own up to it and be like, I just updated him for the modern world. Because the modern world can't really sustain a hero that's, you know, truth, justice in the American way. I mean, it, it kind of works for Captain America because he's part of a spy organization. And all the stuff he does is behind the scenes. Superman is out there, in front. Everybody sees Superman. Yeah, he is the front line. And, you know, in, in, in war and politics and everything else, the front line, man, is dirty. It's bloody. It's Yes. But, it, but I think, you know, what they've... You know, Snyder's statement about, well, I haven't changed him. Well, no, it's kind of what you're saying. He's drawn from this 5%. So he, and, and he's speaking the truth in that I, I don't think he's changed the character. I think he's just drawing from a different part of the character. I think that's kind of the point you're getting at. But watch the performance to take away from what Snyder's trying to do and just watch uh, Henry Cavill's performance and watch, watch his face, watch how he reacts to things. He still wants to be the Boy Scout. And he's conflict, and there's you get this angst and this conflict, and it, it just makes it it makes the the dramatic part of it, it makes the drama so much richer. That was the point I was that. about to make. Uh, good good job there, Seal. That's exactly what I was going to say. Cavill was amazing as Superman, and I've said oh, yeah. this before. If it wasn't for the way he did that, oh, go listen to episode one. We were talking about how dreamy it was. Was that now? <laughs> like he's dreamy. Remember who the hell said that? You did. I did not. Episode one. Never did. Go back and listen. Go to the tape. No, I said he is Superman. Dude is. Cut, ripped, and jacked. I said it too. <laughs> no, but yeah, we were, you're both, right. we were both talking about how hot he was and that we'd kill to look like him. Oh, that was true. One. That was true. His acting skills were amazing. Yeah, he sold it perfectly. I, I mean, enough said, man. You're not going to please everyone. What is Deadpool That's shit true. right there? Fun, fair, positive podcasting. What's the other one say? Fuck you, FFPP. <laughs> Fun, fair, positive soccer is ruining the world. We know this. Everybody's got to have some damn issue. People are pissed off that your Deadpool movie is rated R, not PG. People are pissed off about Superman. People are pissed off about penis jokes or whatever. I, to hell with people. I'm tired of people in their wussy-ass skin. I get insulted 40 times a day. <laughs> Give or take. Yeah. And that's just by my <laughs> wife. <laughs> I don't get it, man. People need to... What the hell's wrong with this country? I don't know. People lost their inabil- their ability to take a joke. That, that's really what it is. People need to stop taking everything so seriously. Man. I understand some stuff. You know, light, I get it. But come on. Yeah, light a candle. Don't curse the darkness. Yeah, like old Kev Smith says. I think that's a skill that we we as America have forgotten. Guys, light a candle. Seriously, it's a comic book. Yeah, it is. And you know how much how much history? How long has Superman been around? I mean, we've got you know decades and decades and decades of history. So. So what if we're drawn from a different part of it and drawn from some su- and drawing from subtext? What's wrong with that? Can't make if everybody it tell, happy. If it tells a good story, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, Zack Snyder's telling the story that he wants to tell. Yeah, and you don't have to go see it. You don't have to go see it. That is completely correct. Uh, let's bitch about Henry uh, Jim Caviezel and his portrayal of Jesus. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, they shouldn't have done that. Really? I thought it was amazing. I, did, I think he did a great job. Matter of fact, whenever I see him now, I'm like, it's Jesus. I, know, I never saw Passion of the Christ, but uh, he was good. 
I, I have seen Jim Caviezel a lot in Person of Interest, and he's really good in that. So he's just a good actor. I mean, yeah. Yeah, just, just sorry, man. People piss me off. Why are we talking about Jim Caviezel? <laughs> like, How did we get there? Was it Jesus Squirrel? <laughs> All right. This is what ADD like is, guys. <laughs> I like, break- squirrel. I want to remind everybody to follow us on our social media. You can find us on Twitter. I am at Comical Podcast. I'm a comical podcast too, but I've really cut back using Twitter a lot here. That's a complete lie, <laughs> except for the fact that you've run out of internet. So, shut up, man. That's the only reason <laughs> you don't know me. Uh, we're also on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/comicalpodcast. If you'd like to find Seal, you can find him at. You can find me on Twitter at Seal Adams, and that's S E A L E A D A M S. You can find my partner in crime, Chris Ralston, at R10. That's R10 Creations. And you can find us on the web at beardedbeacon.com. It'll actually just punch you right now. It just punches straight through to the podcast feed. Or you can email us, uh, beardedbeacon at gmail.com. Sounds good. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. And if you like the show on one of those networks, uh, please leave us a five-star review. Do the same thing for the Bearded, bearded Beacon if you check it out and enjoy it. You were going to say uh, the bacon. <laughs> hey. Stumbling over my words. Everybody loves bacon. Everybody mm-hmm. does love bacon, except for your co-host. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they need some reviews, so give them some if you get a chance, guys. And uh, that's pretty much it. So you want to close this out, Seal? I would love to. Keep on laughing, bitches. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs>